Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 4th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing all right. Ready for the Just weekend. All right. You ready for it's the weekend? It's Friday. It is Friday. Oh, oh, we got an amazing, amazing message today. Did yeah, that just jog, jog your A memory? workplace email. What was it? Somebody... Some peppy office goer, cubicle person. Happy, what did it say? Happy one more day to go day. <laughs> Why can't we just call it Thursday? Why can't well, I? We got called Friday Junior. We got Taco Tuesday Eve. We got Fun Day Monday. We're people. Just just write normal days in the emails. There's no need to dress it up and spice up your emails. I know, you know, work work these days can kind of become monotonous, a little bit of you become a drone. We don't need to say one more day to go day. That we got that that was the latest we got for uh how we can different way to describe I guess Thursday? One more day to go until Friday. Is that what they're referring to? I guess. I don't know. Uh, but that's a terrible one. Another terrible one. So, you could use uh, that any day. Those in. You could t- use that uh, any day. One more day to go day till what? Tuesday. One more day to go day <laughs> till Thursday. You know, I, the PGA Tour would say one more day to go day till the Mayakoba Classic. Yeah, that's that's true. Anyways, I, I don't know. I love when people send us screenshots from their workplace because we are no longer really in the workplace at all so uh, you know having to deal with that kind of those formalities or informalities uh if you will so all right ready for the weekend we have golf going on in all sorts of far-flung corners of the globe dubai south africa sun city uh i know gary i saw gary players on twitter lamenting that he could not be there this week he's i assume in florida maybe um He's playing the PNC, I believe. He's he's doing the PNC, so that'll be a you know an additional circus act over there. Uh, we have the Mayacoba in Mexico, and we have the uh, Volunteers of America Classic. I was watching that a little bit of that tonight. God, Cold. that looks miserable. <laughs> I was looking up the local. Like they said this morning, when they teed off, wind chills had to be in low thirties. That, that course colony. Is Dallas, like north of Dallas, I had to look that up so I didn't sound like an idiot. I wasn't sure. I thought maybe it was Houston, but it is Dallas. Um, it's like on a lake. It was windy. It's just coming off the lake. Uh, it just, I mean, we're not talking like pullovers and court. Like they're putting on sweaters, full-blown sweaters, and then like down parkas over the sweater when they're not playing, the, you know, in between shots. You've got headphones, uh, earmuffs. You got hats, big masks, mitts. it's big mitts everywhere. I mean, that looks it looks not fun. Not a lot of not a lot of players under par at the volunteers 
Volunteers of America classic in uh, in Dallas. It's just Houston. I was so I was looking ahead to next week the the major U.S. Women's Open. Houston doesn't look like it'll be too bad. Could, might have some rain, but you know it doesn't look like it'll be frigid like that. It, it just did not look fun to be playing golf on the LPGA today. So, um, what's the coldest you've ever been? I feel like we talked about this playing golf. I played a junior event um, in January at Kiowa Island. And I'll never forget, it was like, you know, I had like a sunrise tea time. It was like, you know, I'm warming up, it's dark outside, and the wind was just whipping off the ocean like 25 miles an hour. And I just, it was so freaking cold. It, January. That was the cold. January, Kiowa Island. Yeah. With with like a cold, it was a cold January day with a heavy ocean breeze. Yikes. Yikes. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I can't recall. I mean, we do this thing on Thanksgiving. That's like a three hole thing, but it's not like, you know, it's just a hit and giggle and you come inside. It's more of a tradition. If you get uh, lubricated enough, you don't feel yeah, anything. I mean, that's the whole point. It's like the early Thanksgiving, get it going in the morning. Uh, but nothing terrible. Maybe Ireland was a little bit bit cold, but n- nothing crazy. I you know I don't I never get out and play golf anymore. But uh, all right, so volunteers. That's the Volunteers of America Classic. The leader, my leaderboard's frozen. It's Charlie Hall. So she's three under again. Not a lot of players. Jennifer Cupshaw making a, an appearance. Garina Pillar was on, featured prominently in the coverage. She's she's under par, living under par. Uh, Jessica Corda. The recent Golf Digest cover star with her sister. So that's the uh, kind of the warm up there for not getting very warm, but warm up for the major next week. On the Mayakoba Golf Classic presented by Unifin, our leader is Russell Knox. He's six under, 65. He leads a trio of He's players. a poofer. I was going to say. Another little little pop-up hitter, singles, contact hitter, you know, David Eckstein type or something like that. Ozzie Smith, somebody. Uh, Russell Knox. You know, leads. my favorite favorite poofball hitter from the Cubs history is Tony Campana. I don't Always know used that. to joke around with a buddy that he he was just like a 13-year-old on the on the Cubs. He looked like he was 10. And he was super fast though. Couldn't yeah. do you know, couldn't really do anything else. But you get sound base, you just steal right away. Right. My guy was Omar Vizquel. He was, you know, maybe you get one home run a year. But Omar, great. He was wizard in in the infield. Yeah. Yeah. He was fun. All right. So Russell Knox. He played on the Sox for a little while. That sounds right. I think you're right afterwards. He might have been on their World Series team. Oh, God. That'd be sad. Didn't get one in all those great Indians teams, those tribe teams. Got one with the White Sox. Russell Knox leads... Joaquin Neiman, Emiliano Grillo, and Tommy Tables, Tom Hoagie, also five under. Just a do you think they have a players. casino on site there? <laughs> I, was, I, I would have to think there's some form of gambling wagering happening in a room. Maybe there's a full blown casino. I just I would I, I think they got to have it, don't you? Yeah, they got to. So he could be in trouble if he gets to the weekend. Um, you see the bo- the boys tied at fifth to the Puerto Rico boys. I know. Fino and Ho- Hovland. Yeah, that could all change. 
That can all, I mean, there's a million guys. It was windy today. It was windy, a little little wet. Very soft. Morning. <laughs> Left clean in place. I, I was watching the telecast, and they were like, I, the, I, whoever was the uh, course guy was like, I have not seen one drive in the fairway that didn't have a mud ball. Wow. Okay. Like they're they're up, they're playing lift clean in place so that sure. not you know. I think I saw it was supposed to rain sort of all week, right? I, I think they may be dodging weather all weekend. So a ton of guys under par, even with it being breezy, the the kind of soft conditions somewhat mitigated that. Uh, Brendan Todd is right back prominently featured again he's here to defend his crown we could have like a tiger at firestone situation here it's like todd every year at mayakoba just book him uh so they had his like off. fairway hit stat up there today he was like, you know <laughs> the point he was 10 of 12 of fairway so i'm like yep this is his spot hunter mahan maybe he's got the mouth guard going again he's under par we haven't seen him in a long time making any any noise of any kind on the tour former you know, pretty legend. Well, legend's probably too strong a word, but a I very mean, steady top of the world ranking. He guy. was He's like thirteen, top ten guy for four, four years, five years. Wasn't he had the distinct distinction of playing like every FedEx Cup event, like the first I don't know thirty of them. Yeah, he was just always making Atlanta and, and all the playoff events. So he's he's involved. The youngsters are I guess the new newish turn pro players, Andy Ogletree and Akshay Batia both played well under par. Batia top ten at Safeway last year. Uh he hit us some snags today, but kind of rebounded nicely. So he's in he's in good shape. T five, sixty seven. Hey, Ogletree, go ahead. What do you think the lowest uh Mayhan ever ended a season ranked was. Are we talking what rank it? Courier Cup or we OWGR? Talking... Right. Uh, I'll say six. Ended a year calendar end, year. End of the calendar year. Six. This has got to be wrong because it's saying nineteenth on OWGR, but then it's saying that his lowest OWGR ever four. was four. Yeah, yeah. got the four. I don't understand how he ended the season in like the, this has got to be wrong. You'd think if you were fourth at one point a year, you wouldn't be 19 no. by the end of it. I would he think, ended right? 26th the year he got to fourth. He got to fourth after he won the Shell Houston Open in and 2012. And they ended the year 26. Huh. It's kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Poor scheduling, not getting your points. I don't know what that, that's tough. That's, that's hard to do. Uh, okay. So, and then, you know, the big one, big news Have we maker. figured out how to say Michael Glee? No. Glee kick? No. You know, Glee. I'm sitting here scrolling this leaderboard, just <laughs> talking about names. I see that. I've, there's no way I was wading into that. The Canadian, Michael Glee kick. Glee kick. Glee kick. Husk, Husky boy is in there too. Oh, really? What's yeah. he? Where's he at? Two under. Okay. Haven't seen hey, Husky Boy around no, lately. Haven't seen a lot of him. Uh, the big news, as is often the newsmaker, is Ricky. Ricky tour live. We got a lot of tweets and coverage of Ricky. He had a quad. He made an eight on his third hole of the day. You know, lost his ball. I presume in the mangroves of, that you are always referencing with this course. Uh, he made a double and a quad. Sean Martin had some. 
some stat as is his want about how he's you know he's never shot under par with a double and an other on his card and he did he's t36 he's one under 70 the big thing that i'm kind of enjoy not enjoying but watching is the whole top 50 thing right i mean oh yeah Striels is right on the border of the top 50 yeah this okay. is what this tournament should uh, this what should be the Prime Talking. focus of the yeah. telecast, but that would require the tour to be like, hey, the Masters exists. <laughs> That's true. I, I assume Ricky will play his way into the top 50 the week before next year's Masters, or he will win a event or something. Yeah. Maybe. I, you didn't expect him farther. You didn't, reach, but. didn't expect at the beginning of the year for him to be on the verge of not being in the top 50 at the end of the year. Right. So this is his. Last shot to kind of scoop a little bucket of points up here before the end of the year, right? I mean, unless he goes starts playing some random Euro Tour event in the next couple of weeks, but he uh, doesn't seem like he'll be there unless he put really does something. What is he now? Isn't he outside the top fifty now? He's forty ninth. Forty ninth. Okay. So some of those Euros might, you know. Get cushion, you know. In the next I think I saw Nosferatu had him. Projected Likely. to finish 50 or something. Okay. All right. So um, he's right on the border. Right on the border. I'll be watching that this weekend. We did that. You know, we noticed like the 10-year thing Yeah. for when we were doing all the spotlights and in, in, during the pandemic. Yeah. We're still in the pandemic, but uh, during the uh, first you know, no golf. The uh, Ricky, Ricky could be at 10 years. Like this is... 2010, he's gets into the top 30 in the world. This could be the end of the 10 years. This could he could just be an average tour player. Well, the good news is he's you know got unlimited life, the lifetime of commercials ahead of him, no matter what happens. You know he'll get in the booth too. You know he's uh, guaranteed to be the booth guy. Just yeah. That, I can't imagine that would be compelling, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, he'll still be, you know, rocking the Puma gear. He'll still be edgy when he's in the booth at age 50. <laughs> Anything else on Mayakoba that you'd like to talk about? There was a lot of discussion of the cave bunker today. I got I a flashback if we want to do the flashback right now. Let's do flashback later. Let's you do flashback. Save it? Yeah. Let's do an ad read. For good right. friends, Smith Devereaux. We're heading into the weekend. I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready for wine time. Wine o'clock is, you know, that's the joke I say to my wife, like a cliche, terrible dad joke. You know, every time five o'clock rolls around or six o'clock or maybe it's three o'clock. Who knows? I started putting Christmas lights up yesterday, just crushing myself. They've got this this pine of some sort or whatever it is, perennial tree that just impales you the needles are the sharpest mfers ever they just stick into your gloves stick into your shirt and i just like screw this i'm cracking up a bottle a bottle wine because i'm you know trying to stay healthier a little you know not not just pounding ipas all the time a few um, less cows yeah so I, I i cracked earlier it was definitely wine o'clock was a little earlier when i was putting up christmas lights yesterday four o'clock maybe um, i got i got deep into wine because i had to stay up late and watch illinois basketball so i was just drinking that was really late wine. oh my god it was unnecessarily late was <laughs> why where's that game west coast it was in indianapolis oh, so locally it was 10 it was 10 p.m eastern 
started. Jeez. Started at 10 o'clock local time. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, okay, so for these for these wine moments, I guess wine o'clock could be any time, early, late, whenever. smithdavro.com slash SGS um, is our URL, the URL for that. Uh, you can, where there you can find their gold metal wines, or as the purveyor of this website says, their gold standard wines. He's a listener, as you might guess. Single vi- Vineyard Merlot, Napa Valley Cab, Sav Blanc, uh, Blanc, the Friday Junior Three Pack, which they're giving to listeners thirty percent off, which includes the Cab, Sav Blanc, and a California Red Blend. Uh, so he's giving you like wine club prices right now, twenty percent off a lot of these at this URL, Smith Devro. That's D E V E R E U X dot com slash S G S. This is an easy win giving a wine club. It's an easy gift win, right? In my opinion, it's, it's a good that you know will be consumed. It's not something that's just going to be tossed on the pile or tags will be kept on. We have an entire regift bin, mostly of kids' toys. It's just like never take the tag off. We see our kid like open something at a birthday present. We're like, oh, that's nice. And we just quickly grab it and pull it to the side before they can crack the box open or like make it, you know, irreparably open. <laughs> And just immediately throw it in this entire regift box because it's well, so much shit. But wine is one you know will get cracked open and used. It's not a regift. Well, that's a, I went to my sister's for uh, Thanksgiving. We did an outdoor Thanksgiving, but it was great because I've I've got Smith Devereaux wine sitting in my basement in my little cellar. My yeah. my basement cellar. My cellar. Are you are you positing that you have a wine cellar and some mansion? I mean, you, you know, it does. Some... It doesn't matter what your wine cellar looks like. It could be an unfinished basement. <laughs> it's next it's to the still furnace. A, still so... a cellar. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. It's if you go down into it, it's yeah. dark. <laughs> That's it's, a cellar. It's a cellar. There you go. It's also my podcast cellar. <laughs> Uh, but I went down into my cellar. Went down into my cellar. Yeah. Came out with a with a nice nice white. Uh, I think it was a Sauvignon Blanc for my sister. She saw it. She I was like, here you go, and she was like, ooh, and she just grabbed. (laughs) She was so excited. She like ran. You know, I haven't seen my sister just run it, run, grab something, or run it inside so fast. She was getting that thing on ice. I think for one. Everybody was gone. I'm sure she yeah. she put that down after Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> it's an effective gift. So the some notes on the shipping. You know, you could gift a wine club membership, but if you're just getting bottles, standalone bottles at some of these thirty percent off, twenty percent off prices, he says sh- you are safe to ship ground until December seventh, which is fast approaching for, for, Christmas, for Christmas. For Christmas, for New Year's, safe to ship via ground. December till December 11th. After that, then you got to use like two or three day shipping. You see like UPS, like stop is going to stop getting, they had to like halt getting, picking up packages from like six or seven giant retailers. Just, just an, uh, shipping it's could an be dicey. Yeah. I, a lot of I, stuff. Um, I saw my UPS driver out. He's got his kid just riding along, helping him out. Really? It's a good yeah. family. I'll tell you what. On my street yesterday, FedEx truck just, it's 25 mile per hour street, residential street. Guy comes like 60 miles an hour, flying down this hill. The thing's bumping and bouncing. It's just crazy. 
And my kid's like, that guy's going way too fast. I goes, yeah, Dustin Johnson wouldn't be doing that if he wasn't driving his truck. He doesn't drive <laughs> like that. And so I t- kid was confused, didn't get the joke. But yeah, I, that's I was, interesting. You know, that's funny. I was running the other day and, uh, you know, the street doesn't have sidewalks. So I'm running down my side of the road. Yeah. It's like a small little side street. And this FedEx driver just... <laughs> just switches lanes because he wants to get to one of the houses on my side of the street. He like rolls right up. He like is like, he's forcing me off the road, driving on my side of the road. I almost, I almost took a picture of his his license plate to report him. Could have been Panavidra putting a hit out. Did you have to like dive into the grass? Yep. Part of you just monitoring your jogging route and sending FedEx Cup drivers after you. <laughs> did you jump into the grass? Did, I mean, how, I just, how sudden yeah, I, did you? I mean, I saw him coming and I went into the grass, but it was annoying. <laughs> like, you know, like I always like the other day I had a avert and like I stepped in like a little hole and I didn't like, I it just, I just twisted my, it, it's not like I kept running, but it was like, I always like envisioned something really bad happening when you have to like get off your nice, what you're running on. That's really flat and level and you have to just jump over the grass. Anything could happen over there. Right. right. You know, it's like when I fell on the sidewalk at, in LA, the altitude <laughs> got me. It's dicey. It's dicey. Oh, while we're on the subject of wine and gifting wine, should we do a Secret Santa shout out? This is the longest ad read in the history. Oh, my God. <laughs> should we do it? Yeah, it'd go for it. Let's. Yeah. You're not enthusiastic. We'll move on. Let's keep moving on. We'll do it in a separate show. We have a Secret Santa shout out now. We're, we'll just tease that coming up. I, I don't want you to go into it begrudgingly like that. All right, so smithdevereaux.com slash SGS, where to get all your wine this holiday season. And also watch out for the FedEx cup FedEx yeah, drivers out there. They're, they're out there. It seems like they're hostile. <laughs> things, things get stressful at work, and they're taking it out on the people. All right. Um, on the Euro Tour in Dubai, Andy Sullivan's hot. He's motoring the, along. This will all bumble- change. Flying along. Bumblebee. <laughs> buzzing along (laughs) he leads the golf in dubai championship on the fire course oh we got some intel on that they did want to have four and name earth wind fire and water (laughs) but something got hung up in the development it would have been amazing if they opened all of them (laughs) on the 21st of september (laughs) earth wind and fire opening on <laughs> do you remember the 21st of september good saying all right so andy sullivan that'll all change he's 17 under i think they're playing there next week same same you know establishment development but on the other course on I the think. fire course no they're on the fire now i think it's they're the, on earth. the earth i think that's right and then uh so andy sullivan leads there did you see callum shinkwin is playing with two drivers and a three-wood He's got a no. 48 inch driver. He's hitting it like 350 yards. It's this is the is this the fill? Everybody's you know. Well, nobody's these guys gonna carry don't need higher, a lot of know. a lot of clubs. Yeah. Like why so, can't they? Like all these guys are, could manage like turn their 
they can turn their six iron through three iron into three clubs instead of being four clubs easily. And not like they hit a couple of those around and they're mostly par five, second shots on par fives. Yep. Like they do not hit those on par fours anymore. And that's the problem. It's just reduce it. Like it's almost more valuable. Like I, I buy this. It's more valuable to carry two drivers for these guys. I think the, I think the club that was taken out was a three iron. I mean, he just won in Cyprus. So he's got a 48 inch driver and a three wood, you know, and a regular driver and a three wood, three wedges, all that. That um, place has that like- olive oil press. You know, this place is the fire course. That seems like his kind of swing. The ancient olive oil press, right? Or, or what? <laughs> um, and then uh, in South Africa, you oh, know, piss bears in the mix too. <laughs> I mean, that can't be good for the European tour. They don't want him out there. Doesn't he still have outstanding litigation or prosecution going on? I don't know that that was done and resolved. I, I don't know that he. You know, is, is he even allowed to be be out and about? Where where is he? How how high up the leaderboard is? He? He's eleven under. He's three shots back. Where South Africa? No, he's at at uh at the uh Earth Fire Course. Andy Sully can't be three shots back. He's six shots back. Sullivan's six shots. seventeen under, right? So Sullivan so. would be. Good to fly. You know, bees don't fly well when they get wet. What are you get? What are you getting at? He might pee on the bee. You know, <laughs> render, not let him can't fly away. Then what are we talking about? Uh, at South Africa, we've got Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Zemmer. Looks like an Italian. Uh, Christian Bezadenhout is also in the mix. He's that's just all going to change. It's not even worth talking about. So. All right, two European tour events as your coffee golf. Those are your updated, uh, you know, events that are ongoing. News, real quick, we'll do your flashback. News, I don't have much. I saw John Wood is joining Golf Channel broadcast. That's another caddy to go with Bones. Guy who fired Matt Kuchar, more or less, it seemed like, moved on, ready to get out from under the the Kuchar uh, regime. And uh, the the guess was he was maybe going to TV because it was, you know, Kuchar makes a lot of money and it's, you know, steady work. And he just said, I'm out. And here we are. He, who did he take? Did he take Cameron Champ kind of in the intervening months? I think he might have been on on Champ's back. But he will be joining Golf Channel starting at Kapalua. Seems, I don't know, media loves him. He does like those roundtables or did those roundtables on one of those websites, I think golf.com or he contributed somewhere. Maybe it was golf digest, but I don't know. seems good. My only thing with that is, you know, you just want to be able to be authentic, be genuine, rip a guy, rip a course, rip a something, you know, rip a setup, rip a pin location, pin placement. Like just doesn't mean you gotta be critical all the time, but just don't hold back when you see something wrong or see something that, you know, given your vast experience and knowledge, know let it rip let it go and i think you know we often get too things get too sanded down bones has been awesome bones has been super insightful i always feel like i'm learning and and that's not just faint praise like it it was he's legit but that's the only thing with john wood hope he's he critical when he needs to be critical so hey um did you notice finau's putter today no it's got like the shaft way behind the putter head. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it's real. I mean, the guy doesn't putt very well, so maybe he's trying something out. What does he play? Ping, I think. Ping. I don't know if he does putter, but yeah, he's not a good putter. Why is he playing this event? A lot of big names playing. I guess this is the last chance for some Courier Cup points. All right, Flashback Friday. Should we go to Flashback Friday? Sure. You said you're teasing this. You got some Mayakoba flashback. You said it's really good. I I even wrote a little. I wrote like the wow. first half of this flashback. Oh, writing. Okay. I don't know why. I just I just started writing. Okay. All right. What do you have for us, Professor? 2000, we're going back to 2012. Robert Allenby stands on the 18th tee box, two shots ahead of the field, seemingly a shoe-in for his 22nd career worldwide win and fifth PGA Tour win until he took driver out and blasted into the trees down the right and walked off the green with a double, tying him with, huh, John, a 21-year-old rookie and just his fifth start as a pro. A playoff of epic proportions ensued with Huck and Allenby trading haymakers. Huh would par a hole and Allenby would answer for seven straight holes. Wow, I don't remember this at all. A pillow fight like few had ever seen. No man would blink until the pair played the par three tenth for the fourth consecutive oh, time. God. <laughs> Wait, what? They just kept going back? <laughs> yeah. This is like that uh, LPGA event last year at the whatever, one of the, the Zorlando Ritz or whatever it was, Four Seasons. They just kept hitting into that par three. Yeah. LP found the water and huh? Calmly claimed his first win with a par in front of a few fans in many mangroves. <laughs> Good writing, Andy. <laughs> I know. Fantastic. Gary will be sad that this is the you know the extent of my writing at this point. The golf world thought, huh? Huh? <laughs> Just like the man himself. He started the day seven oh. shots behind school. <laughs> Behind school teacher Daniel Summerhays, but fired a blazing 63. School teacher. <laughs> it's amazing, Huh said. It's my rookie year, especially in playing in my fifth event on the PGA Tour. I just couldn't put it into words. It's really hard to explain this. It's major. I mean, it was my dream. I was nervous, especially when you're playing out there against Robert Allenby. I was oh. trying to calm myself down. Was but it, like it was hard. Allen, like playing with Tiger on Sunday at the Masters? Menacing Bob Allenby? So, meanwhile, <laughs> Allenby was in surprisingly good spirits, likely knowing he was just a few steps away from the resort park. <laughs> he had a shot of final rounds. To be clear, five. this is your own writing, not some like AP report. <laughs> few steps away from the hotel bar. <laughs> he had shot a final round 65 despite the 18th hole double. I played so awesome all day, he said. Obviously, I'm disappointed. I mean, I had this tournament in the bag. A two-shot lead with one hole to play, and I just played it like a rookie. Ironically, they, he lost to a rookie. <laughs> For Allenby, all golf chalked it up as a blip on the radar. A mere 
bump in the road for a talented Aussie. Little did they know it was the beginning of the ad. Huh literally parred Allenby to death. <laughs> Since that Mayakova collapsed, he hasn't finished better than eighth in a tour event or seventh in any worldwide event. This is nine years ago, 2011? Yeah, yeah 2012. Oh, sorry, 2012. And he's missed more cuts than he's made. Not to mention the alleged Hawaii abduction or the pissing himself at a good squad <laughs> casino. I was about to say, we've got the piss bear and Allenby in the like back-to-back segments here. It's a lot of... A lot of urination characters. For her, for her, it was the culmination of an unlikely ascent to the PGA Tour winner at a ripe age of 21. But it wasn't just his age that was a rarity. It was his humble background. And this is where I stumbled upon a guy, Yelkum, Mike Stratura, Stratura uh, yeah. combo yeah. piece on John Ha. It was incredible. And, you know, this is where I finished writing off of like AP game stories. Yeah. And I found an article that I could not match. It's wonderful writing. Yeah. John Ha, I had no clue about how amazing this guy's backstory was. Huh. Huh. Literally. <laughs> what huh. is his backstory? So he was he was born. Uh, his parents are immigrants from Korea. He was born in America in New York City. Two months old. They moved back to Korea. Um, his father wanted to move back for the the family's fabric shop. Uh, they lived there for 11 years. The fabric shop went out of business, so they moved back. And in that time, Ha had picked up golf. Um, so they moved back. They moved to Chicago, actually. Wow. And um, yeah, so when John was 12, he would ride his bike to Vernon Hills, um, a Chicago Muni. And he would occasionally get a free lesson from local pro Chu Han Lee at Sportsman Country Club, which ironically is the home, the course that uh, Nick Hardy grew up playing at. Another, a future PGA Tour player, likely future PGA Tour <laughs> player. Yeah. So um, it Hull went back to Korea and won a event at 13 that was sponsored by the Korean times. So his family is not well off at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his dad, his parents are working odd jobs. They're working like they're doing like bus, they're bus, busing tables at Asian restaurants. And, and, you know, his dad was training himself to be an assistant sushi chef. His mom, you know, worked part-time at Korean restaurants, but he went, how wins this, Korean event. It gets him into a big event in Japan and he won that 13 when he was 13. So then he wins in Japan too. And at that point, the family is like, Whoa, he could be really good. So, um, but like, obviously playing junior golf is like a, you need to have money to play junior golf. His family did not have money. His brother dropped out of college and started working at a clothing store to support Holy crap. His golf. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. What a story. Um, and then he was, he, because of financial issues, he didn't play golf his senior year of high school. He couldn't afford to play high school golf. What? Yeah. So then he got a scholarship to Northridge, Cal Northridge, Cal. Yeah. which because of some blip on the radar, you know, in, in like there's – 
some details about he, you know, when he would scavenge balls at driving ranges, that's like he would go like after somebody finished a lesson and hit the balls there. He would do anything for buckets of balls growing up. Um, and, you know, his, his, this guy recognized, got to know him at a, a Muni, Zeke Salas, and kind of mentored him uh, up the ranks. But so he gets to Northridge, and because of some like thing with core classes, they wouldn't honor his scholarship, the NCAA. Oh, so my he had God. no scholarship. So he's 18. He goes oh to school for two weeks and he just he turns pro. Really? Yeah. So that but was like, it. You never played it. really for it. Never he, played he did, college he did golf. Fitzy, maybe even the, the mini Fitzy Fitzpatrick stopped. That's yeah. bullshit. God, the NCAA. They're terrible. I don't so even, he don't lacked two of the required core classics classes. Okay. And thus he was ineligible for his scholarship at Cal State Northridge. So okay. he turned pro. He said it was the only option and it was the only thing he could do. And at that point he had to become like a provider for his family, like a help, you know, because <clears throat> yeah. he's not like, it's not a bankrolled guy. So Hub would play these, this Pepsi twilight tour. And players would, this is from the Digest Center, pay $125 a man to play at a facility um, that is used for parking during the Rose Bowl. First place is 500, maybe 600. If he played in 40 of those Wednesday night games, he probably won 20 of them, says Steve (laughs) Bovari, who ran the Pepsi tour. Um, So he's had success in this one year. He goes and he moves to Korea to play on the, in try and qualify for the Korean tour. And he's living with his aunt. Um, and he's, he's taking a subway ride for two hours a day to go practice. What? Yeah. Jeez. He might uh, be like one of my new favorite players. They got root for this guy. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's got, so, he's got status, right? I think. Yeah, he Go does ahead. continue. Sorry. So he birdied four of his six holes, just to qual- last six holes to qualify. Then he won on the tour. He was rookie of the year. And then he got, he, I think he was the, he got his card. He was the last, like the high, he got the last spot to get on tour. Okay. And then, you know, sure enough, he wins his rookie year. He finished second at Valero after starting, you know, eight over par through eight holes, you know, ends up, you know, making like $2 million. His, his parents hadn't owned a home since uh, they left Korea. He bought him a home first year, said it was just like an incredible thing. Like, you know, where he, after all the sacrifice that their family made for him, he all mm-hmm. of a sudden was able to provide for the family. And, you know, it's just such a cool story. And it's like, I just don't understand how this guy's been on tour. Obviously, this article's been written, but I didn't even know about yeah. this story. Yeah, the Northridge thing is ridiculous. That's crazy, too. I mean, what a, what a story. So then, yeah, Hull had a great rookie year. Um, obviously, he doesn't hit the ball very far. So, you know, he's stayed on tour. He's never lost his card, and I think he's on a major medical this year. So, guy to root for, John Huh. Currently 94th in the FedEx Cup. So 423rd in the world. That's what I see. Yeah, guy to root for. Former Mayakoba champion. Slade Allenby. Quite a pretty uh, pretty significant uh, dif- difference of uh, character in that one. 
who to root for, who who's sympathetic, who's not. Allenby and and uh, in that playoff. So he parted right. Allenby to death. Part. <laughs> if you were at the hotel bar, and you saw the piss bear and you saw Ab Allenby coming. Who, who's forcing you out of your chair faster to go somewhere else, head for the hills? I think. I think Allenby. What about you? Yeah. I, well, I mean, the piss, bear, the piss is bear is alleged to have, you know, committed far more significant crimes than urinating in an aisle. So it depends. I, I, he doesn't sound like too great a guy. So. Either way, you're, I'm probably up and out of my chair finding a new spot at the bar, finding a new bar altogether. If they're, they're headed my way. So. Hey, do you All want, right. you know, I know John Huss bucket list. Yeah. Yes. Who wouldn't? Friday. Let's get John Haw's bucket list. What does he want to do? Skydiving. Oh, that's not bad. It's kind of a cliche one. It's kind of a default one. I want to go skydiving. But yeah, that's not, it's, it's, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. What else? Anything else? That's it? That's, it seems like they took it away on the tour website. They only put, the bucket list includes skydiving. What's the rest of it? You have the rest of it, clearly. Yeah, you where's the rest of the list? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said it's uh it's buck hunting season in Iowa right now. We're getting messages about Sean Stephanie. See if he's up there. So how much money do you think Ha made? In his career? Yeah. Well, you said he made two million in that one season. Right? Uh yeah. I'll I'll say eight. He's had his card for nine, nine years. Nine, nine million. Yeah, he's nine had his card. Okay. Not bad. So, not bad. John not ha. bad work. John Ha. I'm glad you've uh, edified. We have, you know, enlightened us on John Ha, the struggle and career. It's good stuff. All right. Anything else? That's it. Everyone enjoy your Friday. There's no more one day to go. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekends. Be safe. Be well. We will be back on Monday. It's a major championship week coming up. 